Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Wednesday, January the 7th, and this is your morning briefing. Kicking off today's episode with the main news in Lebanon, first, as the country enters yet another lockdown, Lebanon's coronavirus inoculation program is set for a slow start in February, with a first shipment of only 60,000 vaccines arriving in the first half of the month as 12 vaccination centers are established across the country. Now, government officials expect to have 2 million doses by the end of July, and the deal between Pfizer and BioNTech and the government for a total of 2.1 million vaccines was expected to be signed last week, but negotiations over the responsibility for potential side effects of the vaccine have caused delays. The government estimates that by the end of 2021, 70% of the population should show immunity, with 50% due to the vaccine and another 20% from herd immunity. And the announcement of the lockdown has also led the Lebanese lira to drop further since the beginning of 2021. It dropped more significantly on Tuesday, trading at around 8,575 Lebanese pounds on the black market. Black market traders are selling the dollar for 8,625 Lebanese pounds and buying it for 8,525 Lebanese pounds. Now, this is the highest exchange rate in over a month. Regarding the investigation into the August 4th explosion at the port, two new judges are now appointed this week to rule on a motion to dismiss Judge Fadi Sawan's probe. This motion has paused Sawan's investigation for weeks. Now, the two judges who were initially tasked with ruling on the motion to dismiss Sawan withdrew themselves because they had close relations with him. The motion was filled by two suspects who are current members of parliament. And on the economic front, the World Bank is proposing a broad coverage cash transfer to replace the current subsidy system in Lebanon. As policymakers in Lebanon consider a shift away from foreign exchange subsidy for imports of critical and essential goods towards direct transfers to households, the World Bank has prepared a special subsidy note at the request of the Lebanese government. The World Bank said that the real question regarding Lebanon's central bank's foreign exchange subsidy is when and how to remove it, not whether to. The World Bank note states that the sooner the subsidy is replaced with a cheaper and more effective compensation scheme, the better for the economy and for people's welfare. The note suggests a broad-based cash transfer program as one such option, which should be in a place prior to subsidy removal adding that while the removal would be welcome, it is a mere short-term patch as part of a comprehensive reform package. Moving on to the region and the second segment of this episode concerning developments in the Gulf region, Gulf leaders signed a, quote, solidarity and stability agreement in Saudi Arabia as they met for the Gulf Corporation Council annual summit on Tuesday. Now, this comes after Saudi Arabia on Monday announced the reopening of land borders with Qatar after a a three-and-a-half-year spat that saw the kingdom, Egypt, the UAE, and Bahrain cut diplomatic and trade ties and impose a land, sea, and air blockade on the Gulf state. Now, while the Saudi decision marks a major milestone towards resolving the Gulf crisis, 
the path to full reconciliation is far from guaranteed. The rift between Abu Dhabi and Doha has been the deepest, with the UAE and Qatar at sharp ideological odds. Following up with further news on Iran, Iranian judiciary spokesman announced during a press conference on Tuesday that Iran has requested the international police organization to arrest Trump and 47 other American officials identified as playing a role in the assassination of top General Qasem Soleimani last year. And tension on the North African side have also risen as Tunisian Prime Minister Hisham Meshishi on Tuesday sacked his interior minister, who was close to President Kais Saeed, a move underscoring tensions between the country's two most powerful leaders. Saeed and Meshishi are at odds over their respective powers and political alliances. With the dismissal of Interior Minister Tufik Sharifuddin, the tensions could mushroom into a crisis threatening a collapse of the technocratic government. A cabinet statement said Meshishi would supervise the Interior Ministry on an interim basis pending the appointment of Sharifuddin's successor. No reasons were given for his removal. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for your time and don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.